Whoa, man, what a weekend we had, Edge of Your Seat Podcast. Friday, July 28th, we went to Drip Fest, our last episode, 282, featured Mark Lopez, the Drip Fest promoter, was at the Country Ranch on Route 251 in between Mendota and Peru. I went, took some photos, chatted with Mark, talked to some of the acts, It was absolutely fantastic. What a great venue, show, festival, artistry, just everything right there for everybody to enjoy. There was little kids, there was teenagers, there was 20, 30, 40, maybe older. I didn't know for sure, but everybody was out there. It was super cool. Glad that Drip Fest had a great, great, successful Friday and Saturday And I hope that continues moving forward. Saturday, got to see family, cousin's birthday party. It was awesome. Then I went to the Lee County 4-H Fair. Hold on. Lee County Fair and 4-H Show. Let's give the due diligence of the correct name. It was fantastic as well. My second year going out there, they had the Cincinnati Circus Show for the first time. Chris and Jenna, a two-person gang, two-person band out there doing everything. They're juggling sharp objects. They're dancing with fire. Jenna is flipping in the air on the silk ribbons. It was super cool. A lot of fun. Glad I went. Tons of animals. I caught two pigs making out. I caught some cows getting hosed down because it was hot. I'm pretty sure I saw them smiling because they enjoyed the cold water. It was just a great time. Always fun out there in Amboy at the Lee County 4-H Center. Next year, end of July, go out to the Lee County Fair and 4-H show. It's amazing. See projects from all kinds of different walks of life. I mean, you got plants, you got models of farms and towns, pies, cakes, just everything. It's super cool. Awesome to see the involvement that is there in the community. Sunday, 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 Sunday. No, I did not go to a monster truck rally, but I did go out to Washington Park as they named the big field, J.A. Hatfield, St. Bede Hall of Famer, went to the MLB, actually went to Northwestern first, then to the MLB. He was an all-star, had, I believe, a 13-year career, retired believe after last season and had a field named after him, did autographs. He chatted with me and Borough County Republican editor, Kevin Hieronymus. So the next few days, we're going to be pushing out all kinds of podcasts, including one with J.A. Hat. And then after, man, fantastic Sunday, after we meet J.A. Hat or talk to J.A. Hat, already met him, done three, four, five stories with him. I actually covered him at Wrigley Field. Guaranteed Rate Field, and in Detroit. I forget the name of their field. So I covered him at three different fields on four different occasions, and I wrote his Illinois Valley News Tribune Hall of Fame story. So him and I know each other, and it was cool to to meet him again, say hi to him, shake his hand. It was super cool. And we did a little chat, got him on the podcast. It's going to be awesome. You'll hear him next episode. Then afterwards, sorry, I'm kind of going in circles here, but the whole weekend was just fantastic. After that, 
Wrapping up the Illinois Valley Men's Golf Championship. It started Saturday at Edgewood Park Golf Club in McNabb and then finished Saturday at Seneca's Oak Ridge in LaSalle. And man, what a great tournament. Mendota showed out. Spring Creek showed out. Edgewood showed out. Everybody came to play great golf. The winner of the championship flight was Caleb Derzinski, a 2018 Putnam County graduate, now 23, finished up college, and he's winning the, I think, I, I think the biggest golf tournament in the area. Okay, there's no thinking. I know this. Biggest golf tournament in the area. He wins it. John Prescott from Mendota behind him at fifth place. Great showing as well. I follow the last two groups. So the eight best golfers going into the second day. I followed them for, I'm going to say about eight holes, nine holes. I followed them at hole four. Then I met up with some friends that were ahead of them. So I was like, hey, I'll watch my friends play. And then I'll go back and catch these guys. Maybe get some podcast interviews, things of that nature. Then met up with them when they were on 12. So 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18. I was right in between the last group and the second to last group watching them play golf. And of course, Caleb was in there. Ian Roach, also a Putnam County grad. Ben Sear, also a Putnam County grad. Their home golf course is Edgewood. John Prescott was in there and a bunch of other great golfers. So it was a lot of fun. Had a great time. Caleb did speak with me and News Tribune sports editor Kevin Klum. So just amazing. I got to see old colleagues, chat with them, do the sports talk, was there with my best friends, had the family birthday party the day before, community events galore. It was just fantastic. And that's what we do here at Edge of Your Seat Podcast and me as a professional journalist. That's what I love to do. I like to be at everything chill with everybody I can, and have a good time, and that's what we did this weekend. Next podcast will definitely include J.A. Happ, and we'll definitely have Caleb Derzinski from the amazing Sunday that they had. Before we get to those, though, episode 283, the vault has been shaking, like trembling, trying to blow the door off to finally get these chats out. Princeton graduates, Heading into sophomore year of college, Drew Harp and Katie Bates spoke with Edge of Your Seat podcast as seniors at Princeton about not only being athletes, but being part of the band as well. Since it wasn't timely, I held on to it a little bit, then I held on to it a little bit more, and then it was like, oh man, we got to get this out. Also on the episode, not only do we have the student-athlete band members, but we have the man behind the Princeton band, the band director, Brandon Crawford, as he talked to us about trying to have as many students and student-athletes as multicultural as possible. Don't want them just to be good at sports, just to be good in the books, just to be good at music. Let's try to make them well-rounded and have them have experience and knowledge of all the above. And that's what Brandon tries to do with his students, his student athletes, his band members. It's an awesome thing. So I had to have him on. We had to talk about it. And now finally, the vault door is opened and all these chats are coming at you on this episode 283. Great chats from all three. I have not seen or talked to Harp since then. 
Bates comes back to Princeton and coaches volleyball, rests volleyball, back in the Princeton community, doing her thing. So I see her often. And Brandon Crawford, all last football season, I was in the booth, he was in the booth, even gave me a Princeton hat. It was awesome. It's beautiful. I'm looking at it right now. Thank you, Brandon Crawford. And we chatted every single time we were in the booth. I'm not covering Princeton this year. Unfortunately, I am going to be broadcasting Hall football on WAJK 99.3 FM this year instead of the Princeton Tigers. But if you're a Tigers fan where the games are not at the same time, check out the Princeton Tiger football broadcast with Lucas Burris, also the voice of the Illinois Valley Pistol Shrimp. He will be the new voice of the Tigers as I will be the new voice of the Red Devils. We just did a little switcheroony. Make sure fan bases don't get tired of the same voice. They get to hear somebody else for a whole year. Maybe we'll switch back around in upcoming years. But talking with Princeton reps, Drew Hart, Katie Bates, and Brandon Crawford was a lot of fun. I'm your host, Brandon Lachance. Don't know where you're listening to this episode, but you can listen to all previous 282 episodes of Edge of Your Seat Podcast and this one on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and the website www.rss.com backslash podcast. That's with an S. It's plural. Backslash Edge of Your Seat Podcast. Socials, you know we're there. Facebook, Edge of Your Seat Podcast. Twitter, Edge of Your CP. And I don't know if it's called Twitter anymore. You got the X logo instead of the little birdie. I don't know if I want to call it X or the social stage formerly known as Twitter. But on that one, Edge of Your CP. And personals on that one, the X formerly known as Twitter. The personal is at LaChance Writer. LaChance spelled L-A capital C Chance. So it looks like L.A. Chance with a capital C, writer. And Facebook, Brandon LaChance. On all of those platforms, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Twitter, Facebook, please like, five-star, review, comment, all of those good things to help us in the ratings and help us share the spotlight that we're trying to do on Northern Central Illinois and everybody from here. Maybe they go away, they go to a different state, they're doing cool things. We're going to talk to them here. That's what we do, Edge of Your Seat podcast style. If you think you're a good guest, you think you know somebody that would be a good guest, you like or dislike something I or a guest said, you have a question, you want to sponsor with Edge of Your Seat podcast, send an email, edgeofyourseatpodcast at gmail.com. As always, much love to the maker, the creator of the intro and outro beat, Brian Cavelli, Cavelli Productions. Because he helps Edge of Receipt podcast sound so great. So First State Bank can help us put it out there for you. First State Bank has 19 locations in northern and central Illinois. Great people. Great banking policies. They know what they're doing. I have been banking with FSB since 2011. That's 12 years of great banking services that I've received. So if you go there, I know you'll get the same amazingness. The order of the podcast that you're going to hear, it's going to be Drew Hart, then Brandon Crawford, then Katie Bates. That's the order that we interviewed him. So that's the order we're going to bring to you. And in between, we'll sprinkle in some words from our amazing sponsors. Hope everyone is enjoying the sunshine. I know there were some 
thunderstorms, lightning, crazy winds on Saturday in northern Illinois, especially around the Mendota, Amboy area, Sublette. Hopefully you were okay. Everything was all right. Man, it's been extremities all summer long. It's either been an extreme drought, corn's not growing, what are we going to do to, oh man, torrential downpours, derechos, wind uprooting trees. It's been either all or nothing. We can't just get a nice rain to help farmers, help the humidity get out of the air, and then we're okay. No, it's either crazy drought or crazy storms. Maybe it would be cool if we could just find a little happy medium somewhere in there. But hopefully when the sun's out and it's not so humid, you're enjoying your time outside. Also, enjoy the chats with our Princeton representatives. Again, Drew Harp, Brandon Crawford, and Katie Bates. We're going to be back real soon to unleash the J.A. Happ and Caleb Derzinski chats that we had after J.A. Happ got a field. J.A. Happ Field at Washington Park in Peru, named after the awesome pitcher that played for St. Bede, member of the Hall of Fame for the Bruins, goes to the MLB, played for a few different teams, including the Houston Astros, Philadelphia Phillies, which drafted him, and he wins a World Series his first season. If you did not know that, yeah, won a World Series the very first season in the MLB when he got to the majors. Great career, awesome to chat with them. We'll unleash that next episode, as well as Caleb Derzinski winning the Illinois Valley Men's Golf Championship. Until then, until next time, peace. Have you heard the news? First State Bank is the first to offer Quillo. Quillo is an online personal loan officer that allows you to apply for a loan in just minutes. Need to replenish your checking account, pay off a high interest credit card, or take that vacation you have always wanted? Check out Quillo on the First State Bank website using your phone, tablet, or PC. It won't impact your credit score to apply. There are no fees, no penalties, and payments you can afford. You'll need a First State Bank checking account, but have no worries. You can apply for one of those online too. Check out FSB's Premier Account that pays higher interest for doing a few routine activities. Go to firststatebank.biz today to see how you can get a Quillo loan with a new or existing checking account. First State Bank is member FDIC and equal housing lender. What a year for the Princeton Tigers. Whether you're an actual Tiger or a family member or a fan, you've seen them win all over the place. Didn't matter what kind of stage, they won, they took awards, or they just excelled succeeded in everything they did our guest today senior Drew Harp can attest to that he was on the football team made it to the quarterfinals member of the choir that helped Princeton win all kinds of music awards all over the place choir percussion anything you can think of it seemed like they won an award I believe they took seven we're going to talk to Brandon Crawford who is the Princeton golf coach and Princeton music man does everything there. We're going to talk to him later, but we got Drew Hart first. Give us his perspective of everything. Drew Hart, how's it going, my man? I'm doing good. How are you doing? Not too bad. Excited to have you here. Talk about the Princeton Tigers. Where do you want to start? you want to start talking about football, or do you want to start talking about choir and music? We're going to start with football. Let's start football. What positions do you play for the Tigers? 
I play middle linebacker and offensive guard. Correct me if I'm wrong. Are you a four-year varsity player? I was on varsity as a freshman, but I was pretty much there to dress. I'd get in if they were, like, blowing somebody out in the fourth quarter. So I didn't play much my freshman year, but I was on varsity. And sophomore, you played quite a bit. I started my sophomore year and on. Gotcha. I was going to say, I've known your name for a while. Yeah. Let's talk about this team. I mean, quarterfinal run, and you were doing it with a whole new group from last year. The group from last year, pretty, pretty, you know, popular, pretty well-known in the area, not just Princeton, the area. Of course, Rondé Worlds, you know, D1 player, all kinds of other players that went college, could go college, did, you know, that kind of group. You guys came back and were like, hey, we're just as good. We can still play the game. Talk about, you know, the year-to-year difference and being part of both of those teams. Well, uh, one of the biggest differences from, you know, obviously the, the game where we only got – the year where we only got six games was it was, a, it was a huge change in our offensive line. We had one returning starter on our offensive line. That was a big adjustment to make. Um, of course, you know, we lost Grande. We lost Tyler Gibson, Grant Foes. I can just name off, you know, all of them, honestly, because they're all great additions. But Tegan Davis, he played more wide receiver last year, but really stepped up big time at quarterback and did a ton of things for us. He was great. You know, he's, he's kind of he's a dual threat type of guy. So that's awesome. I played fullback, but I got moved to guard because we had, you know, we had to make a lot of changes on line. But it was still a good year. How was the change for you from moving from fullback, you know, you're going to carry the ball, you're going to hit some people, throw some blocks, to like, hey, you're blocking every single play? Uh, It wasn't a huge adjustment because I actually did play guard my freshman year. I only played fullback for my sophomore, junior year, so it wasn't wasn't too bad, but I I liked it. I, I still enjoyed it. I enjoyed playing offensive line. Talk about the different changes. I mean, we go one year, don't know if we're going to have a season. Then, like, okay, we'll have a season. It's only six games. And they move it to the spring. And then you have a season right afterwards in the fall. And it was just a lot of maneuvering and trying to adjust. And, hey, are we going to have this game? Because this team or another team may have COVID. And then, you know, the week is gone. And there were just so many intangibles. And you guys made it through. And we're like, hey, we're still going to have this state tournament. So when you're playing in these games, you're probably like, hey, man, we've been through craziness and we're here. Fortunately, we didn't have to deal with any of that. We didn't lose any games, which is great. But, no, it was it was pretty crazy playing in the spring and then playing again because directly after football season, I was in wrestling and track at the same time right after football season. And those went late because, you know, they, they, got this, they had the state series for both of those. I believe those both went into June. So it was like when I got done with those, I was, I was turning around, getting back into football stuff. There was not much time off at all. But then you get to the fall season, moving along, and Princeton looked dominant pretty much all season long. We fumbled a bit against Kiwani. That wasn't a good game. But the rest of the regular season, it was all, it was all pretty good. Kiwani was your only loss, right, in the regular season? Yep, they were our only loss. They played a great game. We played a terrible game. Just how it goes. No, it was pretty bad. I want to believe they put up like 40. It was like 28, 42, I want to say. We, we played awful, though. When you say play awful, why so awful? What do you mean? I mean, the score was in their favor. But, I mean, you can have losses that, you know, you didn't play awful. What was so bad about that game against Kiwani? There were bad snaps all over the place. You know, Kiwani was really good, but 
there were a couple plays where they got really lucky where it was like there was a tip ball and then uh, the kid from Kiwani intercepted it. You know, just they, they were in the right right place at the right time. But we, we definitely weren't that game. But, you know, it was bad snaps on punts, bad snaps just in general. There was a lot of just missing blocking assignments. People weren't necessarily just up for it. They were just we were kind of dead. We just didn't play good all around, honestly. It sounds like even though we're talking in May and this happened in, was this game in October? Uh, yeah, probably around then. Yeah. So this game's in October, and it seems like you remember it pretty vividly. I remember football games that I lose better than ones that I win, just because I hate losing more than I like winning, I guess. I understand that. There's a lot of people that fit in that same description. I cover the Princeton Tigers not their first playoff game, but each of the playoff games after that with WAJK. So saw the win Fairbury, uh, saw the North Boone game, and then saw the Elmhurst game. That was very, very cold. We did not get a press box, so we're sitting in the bleachers and just sitting there shaking, sitting on metal bleachers. And I don't want to say it was unfair, and we can talk about the, you know, the private schools and all that stuff. Everybody says it every year. But it looked like you guys were playing a either a Division One college team or some kind of semi-pro football team. Just the way they played, the way they formatted everything, it was it was a crazy game. That's just the way it goes when you get you get up there towards Chicago more. The game does get more complex, you know. You get better athletes, and you know it is what it is. That you know they can pull from a much larger area than we can. They were extremely talented. They were a really good football team. You just, you know, you, those are the games where you just, you really got to come ready to play. As much as I wish they weren't 3A this year, you know, they were. It's just, just how it goes. Just how it goes. I mean, there's stories like that every single year across the board, whether 1A, 2A, all the way to 8A. Seems like every single year there's a situation like that. In Immaculate Conception, which is Elmhurst, uh, yeah, they were just. I thought a 4A, 5A school, and so did a lot of other people. Well, going into a game like that, I mean, is it kind of like, hey, we have to lace up our cleats and go play our game? Or you're like, oh, man, we shouldn't be playing them. What kind of attitude did you guys go into this game knowing, like, hey, we have to play them regardless? The way I viewed it was where this was the game where you just got to let it all hang out, you know. You're playing just almost like where if you beat this team, I'm not saying that's the case because they got beat by Byron, but... Like, you beat this team, you're going to the state championship. We kind of felt like the, the underdogs a little bit, so that kind of... We weren't the underdogs for most of the season, so really, this, they got me pumped up, and I, I wanted to beat them really bad, but obviously we didn't. And, but no, yeah, it's just one of those games where you just got to gotta go out there and do it. And you, you, just, you can't worry about, you know, how much bigger they are, and, you know, what kind of talent they get. You just got to go out there and play. Not worry about that stuff. Just control what you can control. Well, you guys had a great season regardless. Yep, thank you. Cannot hang your heads whatsoever. I mean, you guys had a great season. Moving on, you get to music, and you're doing some choir, you're doing some singing, and you guys rack up all kinds of awards. Talk about how you can just flip the page. I mean, you're a football player, a student, and then, hey, you can sing too. I remember my freshman year. It was actually my mom who told me to sign up for choir because... You know, football was, you know, it was still kind of a big deal in Princeton. And football was my favorite sport. And my mom, and I didn't really, I didn't really know to do it. I was like, choir, like what? And she was like, well, all the football players do it. And I was, I was kind of confused, honestly. 
because you don't really you don't get that anywhere else you just don't and that's what's so special about our music program you know, I actually enjoyed it it's fun Mr. Crawford's a great director and obviously we we went a lot in choir so you didn't grow up singing in church you didn't do any of that you were just like hey I'm gonna try this out yeah I went to church but I didn't really like sing at church you know singing wasn't in my background at all it was just kind of you know I'm just gonna go do it that's fantastic so what kind of awards that Princeton won were you associated with um he's like all of them dude all of them well actually it's funny because I didn't get to go down to Peoria with them this year because my little sister got COVID and I had to quarantine which was unfortunate I didn't have to go but I was able to compete in competition I think it's called a Division One rating. I want to say I was able to participate in that, but I was not able to go down to Peoria and sing, which is unfortunate because they did very well down there. We didn't have any competitions my sophomore and junior year, but I did get to compete in competition my, my freshman year as well, and I believe we did get a Division One rating that year as well. Good stuff, my man. Football player, he was like, hey, I can step on a mic. We got to give your mom a shout-out, though, to get you to do it. What's your mom's name? Amy, Amy Hart. I'm not sure if you want me on the mic all by myself up there. <laughs> so maybe not a soloist, but you can be a good backup. Yeah, 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 yeah. There we go. Hey, those are very important too. Yeah. Yep. Well, I'm glad with all your success this year as a senior. I mean, you get, that's got to be something cool for you. Last year of high school and you're able to do all these cool things. It's got to be cool to go out that way. No, yeah, senior year has been a blast. You know, everything's pretty much well back to normal. Seems like COVID's not even around anymore. It's been great having things back to normal and, you know, doing well. Good stuff, my man. I'm happy for you. I'm glad you got a pretty normal senior year. Yep. Well, Drew Harp, again, we've said it a couple times. Let's say it again. Congratulations on a great senior year, and hopefully it was everything you wanted it to be. Thank you for sharing your stories with Edge of Your Seat Podcast. Thank you for having me. The chat you just heard with Drew Harp and the chats you're about to hear with Brandon Crawford and Katie Bates, are brought to you by Mendota Ford. Mendota Ford is a community dealership that is dedicated to being community first. A small dealership in a smaller town. The staff of General Manager Ski Hartman and his associates, Jason Hintz, and new to the team, Caitlin Henry, pride themselves in being here for you. They don't want to sell you one vehicle. They want to form a bond, a relationship, to get you every vehicle you want and cars, trucks, and SUVs for your friends and family. Ski has lived in Princeton since he was five and has been with Mendota Ford for three years. He has plenty of experience helping you with all of your vehicle needs. And he has been in the motorcycle business for 20 years and over 10 years in car sales and management. Jason Hintz has been with Mendota Ford for eight years, giving him the experience needed to help customers in every way possible. You can purchase any vehicle off any lot in the Mendota Ford family. Ski, Jason, and Caitlin will make sure they track it down and hand you the keys with a little jingle jangle. To check out the many options on the lot, Mendota Ford is located just south of Mendota on Highway 251. To look ahead or find a vehicle on another lot, check out www.mendotaford.com. Call 815-539-9314 for all vehicle inquiries with Mendota Ford. Talk to Drew Hart about the amazing senior year that he's having, whether it's on the 
football field, in the choir, whatever he wants to do, he's having a good time. One of the reasons is because of this guy we got on right now, Brandon Crawford, haven't decided whether we should call him coach, mister, director, we've heard a couple titles for him, we'll just call him Brandon, because I'm Brandon, so I feel that, you know, that Brandon deal, we could do that. Oh yeah, only people that got it understand it. Exactly, that's exactly how it is. That's it. You guys just wrapped up a crazy musical award shrine, we will say. How many was that that was in there? We finished up our, our music year with our IHSA competition. We There's a high school took, ended up taking, what we took, we took seven groups. Um, all seven ended up coming back with a Division One rating. That's two instrumental, five vocal. We had one state plaque for the, the concert choir. We had four all-state musicians this year. Uh, we had three best of days from contests. I, I made a comment. I said we, we, we can officially say that we are entered this new post-pandemic era, the same way that we entered it, which was successful. Those kids just did a great job. They worked hard. And when you say kids, there's quite a few of them, and a lot of them are athletes. The majority of our music program at Princeton High School is comprised by, by athletes. If you see an athlete in competition at Princeton, there is a better chance that they are in the music program than not being in it. And it's been that way for several years. I mean, some of the biggest names to play sports for, for Princeton High School have sang for me. That's something that we've worked real hard on trying to to overcome and kind of squash that that stereotype that, you know, they're the big dumb jocks. They can't do anything but move things and run fast or whatever you want to call it. So we've kind of eliminated that, and I've really enjoyed that journey, you know, eliminating that stereotype and getting those those athletes you see on Friday nights in football or in the in the winters, you know, on the wrestling mats, on the basketball courts, on the baseball fields, soccer fields, you know, to get them into the music room. And, and I think that's a big tribute to some of our success there. So I, I really love what athletes bring to a music program. Does it help with their conditioning and training and just kind of have, you know, big, wide-open lungs? Does that help them singing? <laughs> you know, I, I wish I could say yes, <laughs> but I can't. You know, the thing that it, that it helps is, and, and I, I truly mean this, it, it's when you're singing in a, in a high school choir, you know, one person doesn't make it. It's truly a team thing. And those athletes, there's nobody else that understands the concept of team better than an athlete. You know, use your strength to improve a weakness. You know, find a mindset to get better every day. You know, I, I mean, they just understand what we're trying to do in the big picture. They understand that it's about the process, and if the process is productive, the product will speak for itself. And they're used to that through athletics. When I walk up and try to get some new kids, some new blood in the, in the music program, you know, I always tell them, you know, you know, yeah, you're you were an athlete first, but I want to use that athletic mindset just in a different way. It gives them a little bit of confidence, gives them a little bit of security that I'm not trying to single them out or things like that. And you know, it's it's worked well for me the past couple of years. How long have you been the music director at Princeton? Uh, this is year 12 for me, man. I've been there. It's, it's crazy thinking that. But yeah, this will be my my 12th graduating class this year. So 12 years of music. You're the golf coach. How long have you been doing that? Oh, this will... I just finished my second year as the head head golf coach. Um, I was an assistant for the, for the previous four. You know, so, so off and on, you know, about six years I've been involved with our golf program. Okay. 
what other hats do you wear for Princeton? I did both band and choir for a couple years. A couple years ago when Steve Amy, our, our wrestling coach, started a girls wrestling program, needed a volunteer coach to take girls to wrestling matches, so I, I stepped up to help out my buddy doing give the kids an opportunity. I've never wrestled a day in my life, so it was weird being a wrestling coach, but uh, you know, you figure out the, the basics. Yeah, man, that's about, about all I've done. That's that's it. That's, that's all. I don't know if that's it. I mean, <laughs> well, you know, I mean, I I love talking with our with our coaches, whether it's you know Andy Puck talking volleyball, you know, just coaching philosophies and strategies. You know, I love sitting in the in the coaches' room talking X and O football stuff with Coach Pearson and his staff. I love talking wrestling with Coach Amy. I love talking basketball with Coach Fregs or Coach Smith. You know baseball with coach warren i mean i i just i've always been an athlete my whole life uh, so i i just love talking sports with these with these coaches and by doing so it allows me to open up a little bit different relationship with some of the kids and and you know that's that's why i ultimately enjoy teaching so much you know and i get to know these kids on their levels and i can have conversations with them that's awesome. I mean, you can tell you enjoy it. You do a lot of different things, so you kind of spread the wealth. I, I always want to learn a little bit more. You know, it's always nice when I can walk up to one of the, the football kids and, and understand their football language or a wrestler or basketball or whatever sport it is and be able to have an educated conversation with them about what they do and what they they love doing i've always really enjoyed that and it, it's just made my job that much more enjoyable now you know athletes have been going through your music program for years in the beginning though was it difficult to you know try to break that stereotype to try to get them to be like hey you guys can sing why don't you come try this out was it difficult at first i had to get the right athlete when i when i came 12 years ago you know we we had some some big athletes on the music side but not like we have now I think last year, you know, if you just look at Princeton football last year, you know, you got your 22 starters on the offensive and defensive side. I think I have 18 of them in class. When I came, I think I had two or three. When you're looking at the basketball team, you know, there's 15 of them. I think I got 11 of them in class. Girls soccer right now, you know, they're rolling. They're playing in the regional championship tomorrow. You look at their roster, you know, I I think I got 14 of them in class. Getting those athletes, it's just been a lot of fun trying to allow them to use their strengths in their own unique way has really helped you know it's really made getting them you know the hard part's getting the first one if you get the right first one you're on track and and for me that that first athlete that i that i really wanted to make sure that i got was jake reinhardt you know and everybody knows what jake's accomplished he was my first big male athlete that I think I could say that, you know, I, I really reached out to try to get, and then by getting Jake involved, you know, you get one, you get all their buddies, you know, so the same thing with that 15 football team, you know, I mean, I had Jake and I had Sky Barons and Kai Tomaszewski and Lenny Mead, and I mean, I could just keep going down the list, but it was getting the right one the first time, and then when the younger kids look up to those guys, you know, and they're like, oh, well, he did it, so I can do it, and it's okay. That's been real important for us. If that was a trivia question, who was the first big-named Tiger athlete that you were going to have on the music team? I would have just won whatever it was. <laughs> I had a name in my head, and I'm like, 
He's going to say Reinhardt, and if it's going to be a Reinhardt, it's going to be Jake. And he said it, and I was like, man, I just won. I don't know what I won, but yeah. I won something. I've had several. You know, I mean, I've had, you know, not only Jake, but, you know, I've had all of his brothers, Josh, Jamie, and now i got Jordan. And, you know, it's, it's funny, you know, talking about the Reinhardt family because we actually had a <laughs> – I put baby brother Jordan on blast the other day because he made a comment in class saying that he gets his academic side from more from Jake than he does Jamie or Josh. But, you know, all three of them need to need to recognize where they fall athletically when he's in the room. And, you know, I, I sent that all to him in a little message. I said, hey, baby brother's running his mouth. And their comments back were quite, quite humorous. <laughs> I had Jake on a podcast, and okay. he said something about Jordan and said he might be the most athletic out of the four of them. You know, if, if he's not, I'm going to be shocked because, man, that, that kid's gotten beat up in every sport he's wanted to play his entire life. You know, I mean, you're going to go grow up, and, I mean, he's a freshman this year. Jake's out of college. You know, Josh and Jamie, they're, they're out of high school, so... His whole life, he's having to play play ball with his older brothers and their buddies. Like, he was always the underdog. I mean, he should be able to hold his own. There ain't going to be many people going to push that little that, that dude around because his brothers did it his whole life. True. And if you got brothers like that and they're all competitive, every single one of them, yeah, that's going to be tough. You know, I can't imagine what it's like at a, at a family gathering at the Reinhardt house with, with all them just going at it some days you know mom and dad Ryan Hartley they got a good crew but I bet there's never a dull moment there oh there can't be so this year I mean winning all this hardware what does that mean for you I mean 12 years you've been putting in work you've been you know developing this program and making it what it is and then I mean all the accolades coming this year what does that mean to you you know it's great what it means to me is that the kids enjoyed themselves you know, success breeds success. I'm going to quote Brian Pearson there. You know, the, the best recruitment tool you can ever have is to be successful. And for these kids, you know, the, the senior class, they're a great class. They worked real hard. You know, for them to be able to win these awards and and permanently enshrine themselves in the history of, of our music program, which is a phenomenal wall to be a member of, um, you know, when you see all the hardware and stuff that this program has won for, for decades, not just my time, but for decades, you know, it's just really great for those kids that they've been able to keep, you know, the tradition of music and, and just musical excellence at a high level for many, many years. That's fantastic. Um, happy for you guys. I know you put in the work. I can see, obviously, that these kids love the program. That's fantastic. I mean, when a school has a great music program, that makes everything around it better. The sports, the environment, you know, the... I'll even say, the, like, the level of happiness with kids. I mean, music makes everybody happy. So, you guys have a great program, and I see it when I'm in Princeton. I see it every time. Yeah, man. You know, I mean, and, and I think you're right. You know, success breeds success when... When they're good in one area, you try to get that to transfer over. You know, that, that's what it's all about. It's just always using your individual strengths to improve another person's weakness. And we've been able to do that. The overall environment of Princeton High School has been real, real fun this year. You know, with the football team having success, volleyball winning a regional, 
girls basketball winning a conference championship, boys winning regional. I mean, every sport this year just seems like they're just rocking and rolling right now. And you know, when when those things happen, it makes the it makes it a lot of fun. You know, it really does. I love it. That seems like a great time to wrap this one up. I'm sure you'll be back on Edge of Your Seat Podcast again. It is always a pleasure speaking with you about the Tigers. Braden Crawford, thank you as always for joining us. Oh, I appreciate it, man. Take care. Hopefully, the sunny, beautiful weather stays here. Because that would mean you want your lawn looking just as good as the sun rays feel. Arteaga Tree Service and Landscaping is the definition of lawn beautification. The company offers tree removal, lawn care, stump grinding, and spring and fall cleanup to residential and commercial customers. Arteaga Tree Service and Landscaping is fully insured and offers a senior citizen discount. Call 815-878-7504 for free estimate from Arteaga Tree Service and Landscaping. And I don't know about you, but after I'm working on the yard, or even after watching someone else do the outdoor manicuring, I know I get hungry. Coming soon to Little Joe's Gaming Cafe is a kitchen serving a variety of good eats. Go to Little Joe's located at 713 Illinois Avenue in Mendota or call 815-538-4900 for more information. Does your driver need a new grip? 7-iron need a new head? Putter need to be replaced? Want to play a simulator? During rainy, cold days, Sports Boss Golf is your one-stop shop for everything golf. Located at 2950 Kane Road in Leland, Sports Boss has over 10,000 used clubs and new clubs for sale. Owner Mark Wright rebuilds, repairs, replenishes the value of every club in his own shop. Want a Callaway? Sports Boss has it. A Betanardi, Bridgestone, Cleveland, Cobra, Exotics, Crank, Mizuno, Odyssey, Puma, Strixon, TaylorMade, Tor Edge, Wilson. Woo! Sports Boss has a partnership with each and every one of those top brands. Check out Sports Boss Golf Shop on Facebook or call Sports Boss Golf at 815-326-9686 or email sportsboss777 at gmail.com to book simulator time inquire about repairing or purchasing clubs and any other of your golf needs well now that we finally got the recording button to push record and we can hear ourselves we got a special guest today as always princeton senior actually princeton now graduated katie bates with us katie how's it going on this beautiful summer day in june i'm doing good Awesome. Thank you for joining Edge of URC Podcast. It's always a pleasure to have tigers, tigresses on the podcast, especially one with your resume. Been following you for, you know, your whole career. Amazing athlete, choir singer. You do a little bit of everything for Princeton. Yeah, I'm pretty busy. <laughs> I would say. Let's start with the sports resume first. You were a three-sport athlete, correct? Yeah. If you consider choir sport, yeah. Of course. I mean, the voice has got to work, too. I mean, you got to do stuff with that. It's almost like, you know, using your legs to run. You know, your voice has got to sing. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I don't know if I'd really count it as a sport, but for today, we are. Okay, that works for me. Perfect, perfect. So you were, or are, 
A volleyball player? Yes, I played volleyball and softball. Perfect. And then choir, of course. Yes, and choir. Can you remember back to the fall with volleyball, your senior year? Yeah, it was one of my favorite seasons. Okay, why is that? Um, we actually won the regional championship for the first time in like 10 years, I think. That is correct. It was 10 years. Okay, nice. <laughs> I know Andy Puck really well, coach for the Princeton volleyball team, great guy. And every time we have talked, or, you know, throughout the years, the way Princeton has bounced from 2A to 3A, I mean, he should have won more regionals. Your team should have won more regionals. But that has always been a thing, like, hey, we're bouncing up and down, and we don't ever know who we're playing. Yeah, I know that's been difficult. I think in my career, though, for all of my years, I think my freshman year we might have been 3A, but since then we've been 2A, so that's helped a lot. I mean, how does it feel being a regional champ in volleyball? Like you said, first time in a decade, you're on that team. And a big, big, big part of that team as well. Yes, it feels really good. I remember just, like, the the pride in, like, making that accomplishment and how much fun I had with my team was amazing. You know what? We're going to interrupt the sports. We're doing choir right now. Choir's just as important, right? Yeah, for sure. First of all, how did you get into it? I am very impressed with... Brandon Crawford, the choir, band, music, everything guy at Princeton, to get everybody involved. There's not many athletes. There's not many, uh, you know, artists like painters or people that want to write books, whatever. If you are a student at Princeton, he finds a way to get you in the choir. Yeah, I mean, when I came into high school, it was just a thing to do. Like, everyone did choir. Like, it was more normal to go into choir, even if you've never sung before, like, but for me, I, I've sang for a long time, I guess. Like, when I was little, like, I would sing at church, like, do solos and stuff. I used to be a performer, I guess. But I kind of lost that as I grew up. But going into high school, it was just the thing to do, I guess. That's awesome. I, I never, like, in my mind, like, thinking about high school and be like, oh, yeah, I want to sing. Or, oh, yeah, all my buddies or people that I know were singers. That was not a thing in Mendota. Not at all. <laughs> no. But the band itself, Mendota's always had a good band, and so has Princeton. Princeton's band is awesome. I love going to basketball games, football games, when Princeton band's there. Yes, I literally love the band. I feel like if I could do high school over again, or even like junior high, I would learn how to play an instrument. Okay. If you were going to pick up an instrument, what would it be? Ooh, that's a hard one. I feel like it'd be cool to play the drums. Just bash on some drums? Yeah, like you can get your anger out while you're making some music. So it's productive anger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Perfect, I love it. I might just go buy a drum set right now so I can do that. Yeah, I think it's a wonderful idea. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, is singing something that you know you're going to continue? Maybe not like on a stage or anything like that, but maybe something that... I don't know if you go to church or, you know, do something where you can still use your voice and things that you picked up in choir. Yeah, for sure. I love music very much. And I occasionally, like, perform with, like, my worship team at church. So I feel like I could definitely see that in my future. Now we get to softball. Yeah. You guys had a pretty solid regular season, kind of ran into some issues in the postseason. Yeah, our season ended a little bit sooner than we wanted it to, but... We had a good season. We were proud of what we did. I don't want you to hate me or bring up bad news or anything like that, but we got to let the listeners know, you know, what we're talking about. 
Uh, the Tigresses were upset in the, was it the first round or second round? It was the first round. I mean, obviously, last sports season in high school, wanted the team to do better. But like I said, still seems like you had fun. Yeah, it was definitely very sad to see high school sports go, but it was a good ending. We had fun and we loved every minute of it. Was it weird this spring? I mean, our weather has been just atrocious for spring. Now we get a nice day today like we had spoken about earlier, but we just had rain the last couple days. Then we'll have a nice day, and then there was rain before that, and the spring was all rain. I don't think we had any nice days. Was it hard to play in that? How did you guys even play? Yeah, it was awful. We had so many cancellations, and early in the season, the games that we did get, they were cold, rainy, disgusting, and it was kind of weird because I feel like the first three weeks of our season, like, didn't happen, so we got thrown in, and by the time we got to the end, it was like, oh, we're already because <laughs> we missed out on so many games, which is sad. So did you have to play, like, double headers Monday through Sunday just to try to catch up? <laughs> Pretty much. Our schedule got very busy. Like, we would play... Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, or like Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. It was it was a lot. But you got through and you still had a good time. You got to stay positive, right? Yes, for sure. Always focus on the positive. Before we start to talk about what's next for you, was there anything else, any clubs, anything like that, that you did with Princeton? I know Princeton is one of those communities, high schools that pretty much offers anything. So if you want to be part of a club or whatever, there's always an open door. Did you step through any of those? Yeah, I was actually secretary of the Spanish club. And I was also part of the Young Life group out of Princeton. And I also sang with Star Spangled Singers for home sporting events. I actually danced at Main Street Dance Academy in Princeton. And I think that's it. Gotta love to dance, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you keep yourself busy doing all kinds of stuff. Oh, yes. I am always busy. Are you fluent in Spanish? No, not even close. <laughs> <laughs> Which can you do better? Can you read it better or can you say it better? Um, probably read it better. I guess we got to throw in understand or listen to it as well. <laughs> Listening is very hard. Yes, it is so fast. Yeah, I could never. <laughs> so I took four years of Spanish in high school and two in college, I was going to have it as my minor, obviously journalism major. I was like, hey, if I'm bilingual, I'm going to get jobs everywhere. Well, yeah. it is very, very, very difficult. So I got to uh, the end of year two, and I'm like, nah, I'm, I'm going to change this. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually taking a Spanish class in college, too, so we'll see. Maybe you just pick it up when you get there, and maybe not now. Maybe you, <laughs> just, uh, you know, a switch has got to be hit, you know? Yeah, definitely. So you say you want to go into coaching. I mean, have you spoke with volleyball coach Andy Puck or the softball coach, who you just may know a little well since he's your father, Joe Bates. Have you talked to them about coaching and, you know, taking that step? Yeah, I have. Coach Puck actually runs a club out of Princeton. And this past season, I got to coach the sixth grade team. Did you guys have success? Did you guys have success? Winning record? I don't know if we quite got that. <laughs> but taking 12U, a 12U team to a tournament, from the beginning to the end, we made a lot of progress. 
So I would consider it a winning season, if you will. All right. Did you have fun doing it? That's the most important part. Yes, we had a lot of fun. Definitely a lot of laughs with 12-year-old girls, for sure. <laughs> That's awesome. Are you going to coach softball as well? Or are you going to do volleyball? Or do you want to do both? What does that uh, excite you about coaching? Yeah, I would probably do both. I mean, in the future, whatever opportunities I have, I'll take it. But I'd be interested in both, probably. Okay. Sounds good. It seems like you're just like, hey, I'm just going to do everything forever. (laughs) Yeah, that's the plan. I am the same way. So I get it. I understand. And I'm smiling because I'm like, yeah. I get it. I totally get it. (laughs) Yeah. Well, Katie, Katie Bates just graduated from Princeton High School after a fantastic volleyball and softball career. And we can never forget about the choir career that she had as well. Thank you very much for joining us. And congrats on going to Loris for two sports, not just one, and doing everything you want to. Thanks for sharing your stories and everything that's going on with you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Surf Internet's fast fiber internet is more reliable and 25 times faster than cable. Unlike other local providers, we're proud to provide transparent, all-in pricing that includes equipment fees and taxes. With speed packages starting at $35 a month, you'll get a free modem, free expert insulation, and free whole home Wi-Fi on most plans. Plus, no contracts and no data caps at a price that's locked in for life. Go to surfinternet.com to learn more or call 844-955-SURF for details. That's 844-955-SURF. Limited time offer. Restrictions apply.